Welcome to For What It's Worth podcast. I'm your host, David Oglesby, along with my co-host, Bronson Stewart, from the heart of Franklin, Texas. Each week, we talk about topics ranging from sports to politics to pop culture, but our ultimate goal is to weave the truth of Jesus into everything we do. Thanks for joining us today. If you like what you hear, please share it, subscribe, and mention it to a friend. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of For What It's Worth. All right, Bronson, so something happened to you this week. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, uh, so you guys know, I, one, I'm a bit under the weather. Okay, this isn't a radio voice. Uh, but you guys know I, I don't like to work out with other people, right? right. I, that's why you go to the gym. I don't go to the gym. I want to work out alone. Loner. And what happens is is when I'm working out, it's it's really because when I encounter someone else, I don't. I don't know what to say. So, like, if you're running and someone runs on the other side of the road, what's the protocol you pass there? by them? Do you say hi? No. Wave, nod, maybe? I don't no. know. You, you don't, don't say you hi. You don't make eye contact. You put your head down? You just keep running. Yes. So, see, that's hard for me. That's really, really hard for me to do that because, one, I'm just a people person. And so, normally, in my neighborhood, I know everybody's uh, – I'm the official head of the unofficial neighborhood watch. And so, I know everybody's routine. So I know when I run, no one else is out. But something happened this week. I'm running on Monday, and I spot a stroller with a jogger behind it coming towards me. I'm like, this isn't good. Maybe you inspire someone to start working out. This isn't good. Like, I'm, I'm racking my brain of like, okay, what do I say? Do I say like, hey, the, it was supposed to rain. Hey, the rain held off. Hallelujah, you know? Well, then as it gets closer, I realize even worse, this person brand new to my neighborhood just moved in i don't know him yet now i'm wrestling like the people in my neighborhood know i'm the preacher and then if i don't say anything like if i just don't make eye contact then are they like oh that god what a jerk you know so i say hello <laughs> did you get a hello back i said hello she said hello and we kept on going i think that's fine okay so now i'm well, like okay. what's that's wrong fine. with that no, okay that's fine so, but I'm thinking. Sometimes people don't just say hello. Well, right. And I, I thought about the head nod, but we don't know each other. And so, but immediately what begins to happen is we're going opposite directions. You know, you're going to pass again. And so I'm like, I got to be ready for round two. That's when it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I do. I, mod- I modify my route uh, uh, just a little bit because you can't say hello again. Hello again. <laughs> hello. We meet again. Uh, and... So I, I, I go a little different route, but now I'm really feeling bad because I'm like, all I wanted was to get two miles in and I had already done a bunch of sprint workouts. So all I had, I literally just had a two mile jog and I need to know my neighbors because that I, I we want them to come to church, you know? So I kind of time it out where we have to, we have to bump in again, but I can finish my workout. So I finish and I'm like, Hey, uh, are you the new neighbor? And this is where it got awkward because she had been running. And at this point I discover her and I ran two different ways. I'm running in like a sweat soaked visor, which is just, it's straight nasty. I mean, it's a black visor, but it's white White, because from so much sweat and a shirt that I've ripped the sleeves off of. And it's ripped down the sides. You know, it's like, and she is running like most women today work out, like everything matches and she's in perfume. And it got me, so the question is, uh, 
what what where are we? Fair or foul? Do we do you work out in perfume? Do women work out in perfume? Is that something I'm missing? Um I don't. But I get it. But I think if you're going to work out in perfume it needs to be like a specific type of perfume. Like maybe like a body spray. Okay. You know what I mean? Like not a I don't know cuz I like I just feel like sweat changes the perfume. I don't often even brush my teeth before I work out. Like I take the, I got a routine, coffee, wake the girls up, take them to school. I take them to school dressed, ready to run. So I walk in the door, I grab my headphones and I'm gone. Bam. Then a shower, brush my teeth, like all of those things. I'm done. I'm not even running in deodorant, much less perfume. I know some perfume. girls that work out in full makeup. So I feel like those are probably the same. David, do you perfume. work out in makeup? No, not usually. Okay. Usually what I do is I roll out of bed 15 minutes before I go work out. I smell myself. If I don't stink, I put clothes on and I, I go to the gym. Because I'm going to get stinky anyway. I'm going to sweat. It's not going to matter. But if I smell myself and I got a little must to me, I'll put deodorant on. You should definitely work out with deodorant. Oh, well, I don't work out. I work out with Jay Mitch, okay? He don't give a crap. Right? And I'm not around people. Jim's not full in the I morning. I don't care who you're working out with. No, no, no. It's okay. Trust. All right? And so, if I don't stink, I don't put deodorant on. If I do stink, I'll put deodorant Even on. Even if I stink, I'm running. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to get wor- worse. There's a difference in deodorant and cologne, though. There is a difference. Or perfume. I know, but I deodorant like stops my... you from sweating. Right. And I don't want to be stopped from sweating when I work out. Like Tanner, my 13-year-old son, will put on cologne after athletics, like... What is it? After? What's the, yeah, like that's, Axe spray yeah. or something well, like fine. will cover himself. We call it no, B.O. repellent. it's not covering the smell. Just kind of adding to it. Yeah, straight. I mean, but he's 13. Right. They straight bathe in that stuff. Yes. And when I was that age. Cannonball. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know nothing, a, nothing attracts the women like a half sweat, half I don't think so. Axe. Half axe. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about perfume. On perfume and they're sweating, it's like maybe it's because women don't sweat, they glisten. Mm, that could be it. I do not glisten, I could drown in my own sweat. I don't (laughs) sweat a lot, I really don't. I could drink more water. I'm pretty positive. Okay, well, so we 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 reach no consensus, but if you're out there and you do put on like axe and perfume when you work out, hit us up. Make sure you send Carrie email. Let us know why. Did a, did a listener? No, I just told you. I encountered it. No, he had a story. Oh, right. We yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. That's right. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Sorry, Welcome I wasn't to the podcast. Thank you. Kara, thank you for being a special guest on today's podcast. Okay, well, I'm going to keep. So then I'm not going to change, though, because clearly I'm not. I'm in between. Like I said, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on how and I maybe, smell when I roll out of bed. But now, like, now I'm nervous because when I. Like I passed her again this what morning. What if you do stink? Or yesterday. So to yesterday, I walked. I walked because I'm not feeling great. And when you pass somebody and you're walking, there's even greater interaction. And so then I was like. You get more than just a hey out. Hey, said, how are you doing? Well, the first time I said, hey, what's up? And the second time I acted like I was checking my pace on my watch, <laughs> which is stupid because my pace was 17 and a half minutes. Okay. Wow. Good so, talk. Uh, I think that's a better conversation. What do you say to someone instead of the perfume? Mm. 
I, I don't know. Maybe you don't even speak. I mean, normally I have my headphones in and I'm I'm jamming to like a podcast or sometimes worship music or whatever. I think you know? just a little wave like this. Yeah. It's yeah. just my neighborhood's so small. I mean, y'all know where. Like it's one mile around. It's so if you cross, you're going to cross like half a mile later. And then it just like keeps repeating. Right. I quickly run out of things to say. Yeah. Just put your head down. And if you talk once, you have to keep talking. Yes. So it's just better not to talk. Well, so what we've learned, I'm a nicer person than you two. Or good. run the same way and you go faster. And so you just lap. Well, there is like a one modification that when I come back around, if I see like we're going to pass again, like on the dirt road section, I can cut in and avoid it. Just make it look like I just modify. It works sometimes. It works sometimes. It works sometimes. So in other news... The CDC drops the mask mandate. There was a mask mandate? Not here in Franklin, but in other in other uh, states. Hey, in 12 months, can you count how many times you wore a mask? Yeah, probably on two hands. Exactly. <laughs> Life in Franklin is pretty awesome. It's pretty simple. But there's uh, allegedly some people in not free states, they were under a mask mandate. Sorry to interrupt. It's okay. But here's the question. That I feel like we can't bends. relate to the rest of the country. No, we can't. It's hard. I can't. It, I mean, I've been hard. served food. Think about this. We've been going out to the, our favorite restaurant, but they're not sponsored the show. Uh, we've been going out there since the, we, we haven't been served food by someone in a mask in Franklin ever. Right. Just a few places. Like if you go to Subway, they Franklin. got masks on. I don't go in the Subway. Subway. So I like Subway. Not a sponsor of the show, a, though. It's so. not. Uh-huh. So. Uh, that anyway. restaurant that serves sandwiches. Yes. They so, could become a sponsor. And Amaz. They could. I feel like they should become a sponsor. Amaz should. Hey. What? Uh, Brooke. Brooke, Scarpinato, you're out there. You listen to the For What It's Worth podcast. We would love for you to be a sponsor. We'd love to talk about your beans, and your, your cheese enchiladas, your rice. Mm-hmm. And what's that plate? The El Santa Fe? La Santa Fe? Santa Fe. The Santa, Santa Fe Santa plate? Fe. Oh, Amazing. my gosh. You're welcome. Free plug. And she double days. plug. But listen. Okay. It begs the question, do you trust the CDC more or less now than you did before? This is a, even if you did That's a good question. It's it's interesting because in March the CDC said, "Hey, we're in grave danger. Like this thing's about to blow we're up. We're all going to die." So, in last the, March? No, end of March, like a month and oh. like 5 I weeks ago. I missed that announcement. CDC said, "This thing's not getting any better." There was actually a New York Times article that came out, they interviewed, uh, my numbers are going to be off and not, um, but a couple hundred epidemiologists, 80% said masks should stay in place for another year. Less than 5% said masks could go away. And the very next day, the CDC issues this deal changing the, in May saying, no, if your mask can go away. You got Fauci wore it, swore it wasn't for theater, now admits it was for theater, you had Biden, not with a mask on inside, with a mask on at an outside press conference, is super confusing. Well, he's and, confused anyway. So. And what I don't understand is you had states that played high school athletics. You had other states that banned it. You had states that locked down, states that didn't. Yet when we look across the spectrum, everything pretty well balanced itself out. With the one exception of the states that had the draconian lockdowns, their economies are crashed, and they suffered greater death. I mean, there was more death in California, New York, 
Pennsylvania, Michigan than there was in their uh, you know, red state counterparts of Texas, Florida, Georgia, you know, Mississippi, where you had equal population number, or I think there's actually a greater population number because Texas and Florida are so populated, but, and yet, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting because I never had reason not to trust the CDC. And yet now they've kind of given us a reason. Um, so I don't, I don't know, David, it's a good, it's a good question. Yeah. And I, think it's one to hash out and one to talk about. Here's what I think is important to remember, maybe. Uh, not to get off on tangent, because we got some other things we're going to cover. But I think what's important, I'm not anti-vaccine or anything like that. What I don't understand is people who've said, hey, just be hesitant. People who've said, just be hesitant with taking this vaccine. They That, that doesn't mean that you're anti-vaccine. My daughters are vaccinated. I get a flu shot. And I'm not opposed to getting the COVID vaccine, but I'm a, I'm in my thirties. I'm super healthy. It, I, it would be, it would be stat shattering if I contracted COVID and died. I mean, I would be, it'd be like an incredibly rare case for that to happen. Right. And what has been had is I saw this thread on Twitter the other day that said, Hey, Christians who are saying, be careful with the vaccine. It was a Christian that created the vaccine. I don't think... People saying, hey, let's be careful. Let's let this thing get some legs under it. I don't think that's to say you're anti-vaxxer. Right. Because mm-hmm. Johnson & Johnson just paid out in 2019, I don't know, three point something billion dollars for, because the baby powder was causing cancer, right? Is t- talc? Is yeah. It talc I think the, there's been quite a few Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, places. talc in the baby powder. But the FDA had said the baby powder was safe. Right. So... I mean, this thing is rushed. And if you're 77, man, you need it. You should be first because in line. Because the benefits outweigh the risk. Yes. But whether it's the mask or all of these things, there's no consistency to it all. And I think that's super frustrating. And it does make me, because we've been in a city where there haven't been these things. Our kids have been in-person schooling. Our kids haven't had to wear masks. We don't wear masks in the grocery store or the restaurant or any of those things. And nothing has broken out here. And we see in our state a very similar situation. So I, it, it does cause me to say, hmm, slapping that stamp on while the CDC says, I would say that some of the waffling, uh, I would trust the CDC less. But I ultimately still trust the CDC is probably what I would say. What are your thoughts on the vaccine IDs? Like, do you think they're going to blow up and be a big deal? Like, you're going to have to have these to do X, Y, Z. Do you think that's going to become a big deal? No. No, I don't. Because... What's the vaccine ID? Is that different from when you, your card? When you, like, when you get, when you get fully vaccinated, you get a card that like says the you've been white fully card? vaccinated. Yeah. I have one on my phone. Correct. Print out. But now they're saying that you would get a passport that would be, okay. it would have oh, like technology in it that would be anti tampering, much like your, your travel passport. Mm. You would prove those things about that. Here's what I think, because you're seeing these states, you're seeing these states pass these rules about, Hey, you can't create Texas just came out and said, you cannot require students, business, you cannot require them to wear a mask. And if you do, you will be fined. And I think you're continuing to see the breakdown. What is breaking news today is that seven counties in Oregon 
voted to secede from the state of Oregon and join the state of Idaho. So they're going to redraw the state boundaries between Idaho and Oregon. And I think that is a huge precursor to say, can we be headed towards uh, this? You're already seeing the influx. California and and North and uh, New York are, are losing people. They're going to lose representatives in the House of Representatives for the first time since they became states. And and this goes back to when did we cover it? Maybe it was, I guess it was two weeks ago about how we just digging in on our far flanks. Mm, yeah. That okay. So I, I think no. Could the federal government pass something? Yes. But then I think what would happen is states. Some states have already proactively passed things saying. Well, you're not going to have it. And so it's going to be a situation where we just continue to fall. We're just becoming more and more politicized. Mm. And speaking of politics and things going on, not necessarily in our country, but in other countries, um, there's a there's a lot going on in Israel. There's a lot of beef going on in Israel. And, and I don't know too much about it. I haven't done a lot of research, um, but you've done some research. And so just to ask, what caused this how did we get to this point in israel well i haven't done research uh necessarily but the the conflict in the middle east is not new um it's actually biblical uh right you've got uh they've been they've been fighting since abraham israel is a country that's been continuously inhabited since 3000 bc the Jewish people, Second Samuel uh, five, I think it is. You've got Joab uses the water shaft to take the city of Israel, name it the capital for King David. So the Jews have had a right to the city for forever. But you look at the Muslims and the Jews and the fighting it goes all the way. This is it has deep biblical ties. Uh, and so the world would say there's some modern things. 1948, May, May 1948. You might want to check that, but Israel becomes a state in May 1948, I believe. And you got Ben Gurion, which the airport is named after in Israel. And he's leads the Jewish authority and they establish a Jewish state for the first time. The Jewish people had nowhere. They had been wanderers and and they had had nowhere to, to be. So now they have a now they have a land and there are a whole lot of UN negotiations that were allowed and encouraged two state solution. We've heard that since we were kids in school, Kara and I, you're younger, but that idea of a two state solution, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, but it is an international city. Uh, and so the city of Jerusalem is broken up into fourths. And so the Muslims have a quarter and the Christians have a quarter. You know, you go through these different areas and, and you can see it's just a very different space. And even in, until recently, maybe it was the Six-Day War, 1967, the Jews fight a Six-Day War against Jordan, Iran, Syria, but the, the Palestinians in general. And they take back some, they take back some areas. And so um, sometimes people call it, uh, when someone goes and visits, sometimes they'll call it the Wailing Wall. Uh, well, it's not called the Wailing Wall anymore. The Jews now have access to go to a 25-mile stretch of the wall. And when we go to Israel prayerfully in December, we'll go there. But the Jews 
didn't have access to that section of the wall because they didn't have access to the city of Jerusalem for a long time. 1967, they take it back. Now the Temple Mount, this is what's crazy. The Jews don't control the Temple Mount. On the Temple Mount, where you've got likely uh, where uh, Abraham was willing to, to sacrifice his son, uh, the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite, the Temple Mount is controlled by the Muslims. The Al-Aqsa Mosque sits on the Temple Mount because the Muslims claim it is a holy site. Muhammad fell from heaven onto his horse. I believe the Quran says in a distant country, but the Muslims take that to mean the Temple Mount. And so you've got a city or a country where in 1967, Israel secures the Golan Heights. That's the border with Syria. They, they secure the border on the Gaza Strip in the West Bank. And the UN forms Resolution 242 using these boundaries. And basically says, hey, Israel has a right to, to these areas and to defend themselves. War have consequences. And since that, you know, what's crazy is that Israel is a tiny, tiny sliver of land that is surrounded 360 degrees by Muslim countries. Hmm. And... In Gaza, which uh, didn't used to be controlled by Hamas, but in Gaza, Hamas comes to power through elections during the Bush administration. I think George George W. Bush administration, I believe. Hamas comes to power. Well, it's important for people to understand the United States considers Hamas a terrorist organization. Mm. And they assume power. And the Hamas charter says... Jews should not exist. The, the Hamas charter seeks to wipe Jews off the face of the earth. And so what Hamas has done is they move into residential areas and they fire rockets. 4,000 rockets in the last nine days have been fired into Israel. 4,000 rockets. Wow. And Israel is doing everything it can to defend itself. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a situation where we, we are... We are called. Biden has been very reckless, I think, in his terminology. He is supporting Israel, but not as much uh, as, say, Germany is, which is kind of shocking. U.S. has always been a tremendous ally of Israel. and um, But it's, it's weird that uh, just a handful of days ago, Hamas all of a sudden got really brave. Mm, when we look at what has happened politically in this country, I think, we, we don't have to be a rocket scientist to tie those things together. But in a nutshell, that's kind of the situation that's going on over there. Mm. All right. Like there was a video yesterday of Joe Biden. Uh, he was driving Ford's first like electric car or whatever. And one of the reporters said, hey, can you make any comments on what's happening in Israel? He said, no, I won't. You know, and it's just like, it's like, man, what if Trump said that or what if? You know, what if a Republican said that? And there is no repercussion. He's not talking about it. Well, what if, and what if someone in, what we, we, we as Americans know this, the Cuban Missile Crisis. What if, what if China was launching rockets from Cuba? Would, would, we would not respond if they launched 4,000 rockets? The United States would launch 40,000 rockets. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, there's no one's calling for a ceasefire from Hamas. Everybody says, well, Israel needs to back off. You're killing innocent people in, in, in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. And, 
You know, if you go over there, if you travel to Israel and you see an area, you know, Israel is the desert. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing. And now it's the most fertile land in the, in the country or in the world because the Jews have made it that. They, they brought the trees in. They farmed the land. It was, a, it was a piece nobody wanted. It was a stretch of land nobody wanted. It contains the Dead Sea, hello? I mean, you can't even put anything in there. And the Jews have turned it into an amazing place that they can that they call their home. And you know, it's 14.8 million Jews in the world. Only 6.7 live in Israel. The Zionist movement is still happening. There's some prophecy there of the Jews coming back to Israel, coming home. Uh, but Israel's always been their land. And they they have every they have every right to it and they have every right to defend it. Right. And we're talking about Israel, we're talking about just prophecy or whatever it may be um but monday so you text me day before and you said sunday night sunday night he he texts me he says uh wear, wear a suit to to church tomorrow you're gonna tag along we do a funeral so naturally i'm like sir yes sir and <laughs> uh come up looking all nice and whatnot Fly. and we do this funeral for a lady who just an incredible story and so why don't you tell us about miss miss maddie Fay? Uh, well, uh, it was, it was good because we proved to people, you and I both own suits. Yes. Most I think a lot of people I actually own two suits. A lot of people doubted that we even own dress clothes, but we have pictures uh, to prove there it. are, yes, they're they picture, good. picture proof. And we rocked the funeral by the way. Yes. But so Maddie Faye was, you know, when people die, people say good things about you, but Maddie Faye was somebody that they just said, Hey, you know, she, she had a phrase, uh, you know, how's the Lord treating you? And she would ask it to every person wherever she went. And so there were stories that people had told you and me. And when Kara and I had gone to meet with the family on Friday, there were stories like, hey, she shared Christ with a, a lady at Kroger or a home health nurse, or she would go on Saturday's garage sale shopping and she would she would share Christ with them. And, and you know, that just kind of caused you and me to do some thinking and, re- and some reflecting on that. Yeah, absolutely. And she was a... Sweet lady, um, just from stories and things we've heard, but it begs the question about sharing our faith, and it might beg the question of why why aren't there more Maddie Faye's in the local church? Man, no, it does beg the question. I mean, you know, we're not we're not near as bold. I mean, I think it caused you and me to say, hey. This lady talks about Christ to every encounter and and she's just a <laughs> she's just garage shell shopping. We're right. pastors. Um and and I you know that that just caused you and me to say well, what does what does practically sharing the gospel look like, right? I mean that's kind of what you were, you and I were talking about. Right. What is it what does it look like for us as pastors? What does it look like for those in our congregation, you know, the local church? What does it look like for us to share the gospel, to love on people, and to care. And I and I think, honestly and truly, you just look at Maddie Faye. That's how we do it. And, I, and practically, I think why we don't do it is fear, fear of rejection, you know, because we think we're the ones being rejected when ultimately it's Christ who's being rejected. Um, and, uh, and so, like, but for, like, example, so lived in New Orleans for two and a half years, probably one of the roughest places in the United States, right? And a lot of people would tell you, if you could do ministry in New Orleans, you can do it anywhere. 
And that's very true, right? There are all walks of life there. And I knew people who would who would go down to um, to the bars and, and, you know, downtown and all that, and they would walk and they would share Christ with all these people from all different walks of life, from drug, drug addicts to alcoholics, all these things, and just the boldness that they had to go and do that made an impression on my life. Um, and, and I just think... Um, I just think the first step is realizing you're not the one being rejected, but it's Christ being rejected, and we kind of have to throw that. We gotta have to throw our feelings to the side. Have you have you ever shared Christ with someone and they said, "Get out of my face right now"? No, no. I you know I think what does it look like practically? Well, part of it's why we started this podcast, and maybe. No one listens to these things, you know? I mean, we know some people do, but 10. at the end of the day, 10, 11, uh, we're, we're, tr- we're, we're slowly climbing. But to prove that you can talk about the NFL draft, you can talk about the CDC, you talk about the weather, you talk about football schedule, basketball, you can talk about cryptocurrency. I mean, we're like, we... You can take any topic that's out there and you can weave the truth of Christ into it if you are living in the truth of Christ. Right. And and so I, I think it, it starts by simply asking a question. How many times when we pass someone do we say, hey, how are you? Well, Maddie just modified that to just say, how's the Lord treating you? And you, know, you and I were with a guy Tuesday and you know, much of what he was saying was just kind of some works-based theology because no matter who you are, that he was lost. The guy you and me met with on right. Tuesday, lost. But everybody understands that, well, I try to have the good outweigh the bad. You know, I try to, you know, try to give more than I take, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so it's, it's naturally already out there. So when you turn and you just say, man, how, hey, how, things going good? How's the Lord treating you? Or, or when you just say, hey, here's how I ended up in this. It's just, it's just a God story. But if, if, if you weave Christ into all that you are, then it'll come out in all that you say. Mm. And I, I just think that was so true of, of her life and was just a great to, for you and me to, to get to do that funeral together. And just a great applicable piece for us of what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast is to, to take the, the top stories of the day and, and weave them through, but to say, we don't have to force. We've never once doing this podcast had to force how we create a biblical tie-in. Right. No, you're right. And we, we and, and that's kind of how we just kind of hang out, you know I mean? Conversations come up, so. Right, absolutely. And, and it's just, it's so we, but it, we in, But we envision what you talked about. Right. Like we envision like, Hey, I've got this friend. I really like them. And if I share Christ, they're going to say no. Now we, now we're in this awkward fight. Right. You know, and we don't, you know, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want to have, we don't want to have beef with people in our life. Speaking of beef, Big Mike's barbecue is a sponsor of the show. Big Mike says, don't buy your barbecue from a skinny cook. So if it ain't Big Mike's, it ain't good. And remember, if you can find Big Mike's barbecue, find him. Uh, what what is the special brisket brisket sandwich on the uh, for what's worth podcast? I thought it was Fat Boys Barbecue. Fat Boys too. Don't ever 
shot. Hey, this goes to another. Those are this is don't ever buy barbecue if it's not fat, big, right? If there's not a picture of a hog on the deal, you know what I'm saying? If it's not legit, then yeah, just like what is? I mean. No, now from Florida, skinny Karen's barbecue. Skinny Karen's. I'm not down with that. <laughs> right, I'm learning a lot about barbecue after you know just moving to Texas and starting to learn a lot. All about I barbecue. said is Big Mike's barbecue. Are you hungry? True or false? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Big Mike's. We're going there for lunch if we can find it. If we can find them. Um. Wow. What an episode. We didn't mean to talk about barbecue, but it is an important. It is an important piece to say. There's things that like Big Mike or Fat Boys that I think have to apply to barbecue. Right, like when you we went to Rudy's yeah. on Tuesday. I didn't know it was a barbecue place. When you just said Rudy's, I'm like, well, what is this place? Yeah. It was barbecue. Notre Dame. Yeah. Historical so, Museum. Totally not what it was. Yeah. But it's good. But it's a good barbecue. It's it not great. Barbecue. It's not great barbecue. It's okay. It's good. It was but simple. Nice you and meal. me, we were trying to get on with our day. Yeah. So do. anyway, not trying to dive into barbecue. But um what episode? A lot to talk about. A lot going on in, a, in our world. And um, it's always just such a, a blessing and honor to sit down and just discuss these things and to walk through these things and to bring you guys encouragement. So if you enjoyed this episode, all right, if you liked it, um, it would just mean the world to us to leave a review, five stars only. Tell everyone how much you love it. If you Share leave it. a five-star review, we'll read it. Yes, we will. But currently... Most people have just clicked five stars. They haven't left her. If you if you leave it, we'll read your name. We need we need we we'll, need we'll it. We'll read, read it on here. That we'll be so read fun. your review on here. You leave a review this week talking about how much you love the Four Worth podcast. Absolutely. We'll send you a, a, a coupon for Big Mike's brisket sandwich. Yes, we will. And we'll read your review right here. Yes, uh, we will. live on air. But go this week. Find someone in your life. Ask them how has the Lord been good to you today? And we go. And uh, God's word tells us, I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. We need to pray for the peace of Israel, as we know it is a huge peace of the coming and the return of Christ. And we look at all this brokenness, and we, we hope that that day is sooner rather than later. And we say, come, Lord, quickly, come. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. Just remember, it's been our opinion. It's what we think. We hope it's been of some value to you for what it's worth. 